0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's Rick, your intern at Life. And I come to you this morning. This has been brewing for a couple of days. I feel that God is moving. God is reaching out to his people. And I'm just thankful that, you know, he continues to use me and bring a word to whoever needs it in this season and the last one i talked to you about was stay the course and so this morning the other day i was <clears throat> scrolling through um social media just to see and this thing stood out to me it hit me. Um, something that I've said before. And I don't remember um, something so strong coming to me that I needed to speak about. And it's something that I said I said to my wife um, after one of us had lost our jobs. We've been in our house seven and a half years. And between the two of us, we've probably been laid off. A combination of I don't know eight maybe nine times, which has caused a struggle. Um, you know, I listen to people in this season reduction in pay. Um, you know, times are uh, times are tough, but the thing that came to me in it was a it was a post by someone that I know, and basically it was. God didn't bring you this far to leave you now. And I remember saying that when at one point we were getting notices on our door that our house was going into foreclosure. And this is, I think, the second, first or second year that we were living in our house. And when we bought it, and I was just telling a story to our very good friends last night who we reconnected with. Um, have stayed in touch with, seen randomly, but never together at once, um, who just uh, moved into this beautiful new home. And um, such a blessing to, to see them and spend time with them again. But the point is, is the season that we're in is a tough season. You know, and... Big shout out to to uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick, who continues to just inspire um, the things in my life. But he's just been on fire. His messages have been just pure fire. And once again, <laughs> I'm going to steal some stuff out of his sermon from yesterday. But going back, I remember saying to I remember saying to, to my wife, Chris, I said. God didn't put us in this house to now take it from us. He, God didn't put us here to now come back and take it from us. He didn't bless us with this beautiful home to all of a sudden now take it from us. We continue every day to do the right thing and he's not, he's not going to take it from us. He's showing us that we need to stay in faith And we need to look to him for the answer because he says, I'll supply what you need when you need it. Not a minute before, not a minute after, not a penny more, not a penny less. He gives you exactly what you need when you need it. And he never leaves you. So when I saw this post, I thought, wow. And... You know, I have a note section in my phone and I wrote this and it was I don't know, maybe 3 days ago, Saturday maybe I saw it. And I I just wrote God did not bring you this far to let you down. <clears throat> and I thought, "Well, maybe that's not exactly what it is, you know, but I wrote it because I thought there's something there." And then yesterday's yesterday's sermon it was it was wrapped up in there I mean and there was so much all the scriptures that he quoted and and I think that you know in the last couple of years I've been living by the fact and I've spoken about it in in some of my other podcasts I've I've spoken about how when you when you come to a trial in your life, a season that's so hard that you just don't understand it, and you know I, I remember me and my me, me and Chris sitting on a couch, and I, like, why does this keep happening to us? You know and I've said this before. And then I've told you that I finally figured out it was like the light bulb in the cartoon that goes up over his head when he has an idea or a thought or an epiphany that it's not why does this keep happening to me it's what is God trying to show me that I keep missing over and over and over again but as you've heard in my last couple of podcasts you know he started to enlighten it to me or if I was trying to be egotistical I started figuring it out well I don't ever figure out anything on my own so let's not get it twisted. But what I found is I start to ask, what is he trying to show me in this season? And and something, well, while the pastor was speaking yesterday that speaks directly to these seasons in our life is he did a whole... Correlation between quite a few passages. I mean, when 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 he gives a sermon, I mean, he he just he packs it full of juicy stuff from the Word of God that that you just—it's so much—and how he puts it together. God is truly working in his life, and and I give thanks to to uh, God for for bringing Pastor Furtick. And if you've never heard a sermon by him on Elevation Church, there's an app. If you don't have time on Sunday when you're feeling down open up the app go to the sermons and scroll till something hits you that's what i would tell anybody no elevation church isn't paying me and that's fine because he's he's doing a work and god's using him but there were all these things and it started out with the prophecy about christ in micah 2 i'm not going to get into that um that's for a whole nother thing um but what he was talking about, and it's it's the end of year, and I, I said stay the course, and I talked about favor last week, um, or last podcast on, on last week, like I'm doing this every week. I'm doing it whenever God puts it on my heart, just so you know, and I'm thankful for that. Um But there's been so much lately that just that just hits me. The pastor from the other week where you sit is what you see and what you see is what you do, right? Well, this came again when it's phrased a little differently this time because it's kind of a little bit different this time the way this is going to be said is that where you start doesn't have to be where you finish. Right? So think about how many times in your life you've been in these situations that now you've come through and where you started wasn't where you finished? And I think one of the, one of the most amazing things to us, to me, maybe to you, is that when these trials come, And I try to do it on my own. I know how much more I struggle. But when these trials come and I lean on God and the things that he says in his word, it doesn't mean the trial gets shortened because there's something in it that I have to learn. And it's when I start to learn that I really get excited about like how this really happens. But... If you, I, I think one of the things that he that he said was how he how he broke down like favor, right? And I I said it last week that in twenty twenty you're coming into favor, and the favor might be right in front of you. Um, but he said something really interesting about about favor and and what it might feel like and he said what favor really feels like might be inconvenience, insecurity or fear and, and how he did this amazingly enough and it's so funny because he used Mary and the birth of Christ and it starts in Luke Chapter one. And I think I was in Luke, and he's really been hitting on this a lot. And it and it's in and it's in chapter twenty-eight. And and uh, Pastor Furtick, if you ever listen to this, I always say it. Uh, I hope that I don't I don't mess it up and I hope I do it justice. But it starts in Luke chapter one, verse twenty-eight. The angel went to her, meaning Mary. And said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Now, listen to the next verse, which is where he starts to talk about what favor really feels like. Mary was greatly troubled at his words. Mary was greatly troubled at his words. So now the angel just told her that she was favored and she was troubled by these words. So, listen to what she says. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. Again, there it is. Don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will be with the child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end now listen to it again where Mary Even though she's found favor she was told she found favor Still questions. How many times have we questioned favor? How will this be Mary asked the angel? I am a virgin so The inconvenience the insecurity and the fear come out of well, how is this going to happen because I'm a virgin and I'd be asking the same kind of questions, wouldn't you? But the angel answered, now listen, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then he kicked in verse 38. Where it starts out with favor. We take it and bring it to fear. Inconvenience, insecurity. And then in verse 38, it comes down to this simple thing. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. So imagine, imagine that just, that whole statement. Guys, God sends his angel to Mary. Just a little virgin girl, not even married yet. Tells her the Lord has found favor. She immediately becomes afraid because she thinks, I'm not worthy. How many times have we thought that I'm not worthy? How could this possibly be like <laughs> why is the Lord favoring me? I'm just in her case, a young girl or me, I'm just a a fallible sinner. How could God want to favor us? Insecurity. I'm not worthy. Look at this season. look at what's in front of me. Where you sit is what you see. So if you're sitting in insecurity and fear, all you're going to see is the bad that's about to come. What's next? I can't even make it through this. What's coming next? So out of the fear breeds what's coming next. Because what does it say in Proverbs? The the tongue has power over life and death. So if we're insecure... And God's telling us that you're favored. That you're highly favored. And remember what I said before. We don't choose God. God chose us. God had us on his mind before we were even here, before we were even created, before we were even born. God knew what he wanted us to do. And then when when we were birthed, we had to choose choices. We had to make choices in our lifetime that led us down the path that we were on or the paths that we continue to choose. So when he's saying the angel to Mary, you have found favor, Mary could have rejected it and stayed in fear and insecurity But instead, Mary chose the favor. And in the end, even though she was afraid, maybe she was afraid. She trusted in God and chose favor and said, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. And for years, I was fighting this podcast out of insecurity. Then I added a twist to it when I started the podcast I started, I made a commercial because I said, I'm gonna make money. Big mistake. And if you've listened to my podcast, there's no commercials in there anymore because then you know what the devil did. The devil made me open up the app every day and look to see how many plays I was getting and how much money I was earning. And I said this in the one podcast that I collected my 52 or 64 cents or whatever it was that I made. And I laughed about it because I let something that this wasn't meant for be the leading factor as to whether I was going to do it again, hence the dip in the time of the episodes because I listened to the lie when really at the end of the day I started this because God put it on my heart and I want to help people However, it is that he's going to have me help them. And if these words help one person, then I'm doing what he wants me to do. I had to choose the favor of letting him use me. One, because I can't go in the prisons right now and see my brothers, which is where I love to go. And then two, this is what he wanted me to do. I don't know who this is reaching there's no money being made off of this, but God puts it on my heart. He woke me up at 5.45 this morning, and it was time to go. And so here I am doing another one, and I pray to God that these words are his and that and that he's going to help someone who needs it whenever they open it and, and have to hear it. But the other part of this message went back... To Genesis because he kind of built his whole sermon around the birth of Jesus, but in a much different way. It's just not, oh, in in the town of Bethlehem, you know, um, there was a birth and and that was where the Savior came. But but the the parallels are crazy, and I'm not going to read all the scriptures that that these. Um, passages were from and where this message comes from, but he went to Genesis um, 35, and he started in verse 16. I am gonna, I am gonna read the the first part of this because then they uh, Genesis 35 verse 16. Then they moved on from Bethel. While they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and have great difficulty. And she was having great difficulty in childbirth. The midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for you have another son. And then this is the crazy part. As she breathed her last, she was dying. She named her son Benoni. But his father named him Benjamin. But the key to this is, so Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath. That is Bethlehem, birth of Jesus. And over her tomb, Jacob set up a pillar. And to this day, that pillar marks Rachel's tomb. Now, the most profound thing in this whole thing was And I never saw this before till till he pointed it out in his sermon yesterday. But Bethlehem where Jesus was born is the same Bethlehem that right outside Rachel was born. And now in this season and I think one of the most important things that I caught from yesterday was if you go back to the story of Jacob, and I suggest it as the reading, um, Jacob loved Rachel. Rachel was his love. So much so that he went to he went and asked for her hand in marriage to the father. And the father uh, basically told him, work in my fields for seven years, and you could have Rachel. But this guy had a daughter named Leah, and Leah was the oldest. So Jacob went and worked for seven years, and when he was done, and the way the, the way uh, Pastor put it was, Jacob worked for seven years to be able to marry Rachel. And on his wedding night, when he woke up, he got a Leah. And it was just the way he did it. You'd have to hear him listen to the sermon. It's amazing. But he ended up with Leah, which is not who he wanted He wanted Rachel, so he went back and he said, but you told me I could have Rachel if I worked seven years for you. How many times in your life have people told you when you go to them and say, listen, I need some more money. Well, do this, this, and this, and I'll give you the more money, and then the money that they gave you fell short. I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me in my career. When I was in, in sales in footwear, where I had to go in and battle my bosses for money. And not because I, I wanted money and I needed money. You know, oh, well, you know, you need to give me more money just because. No, I was doing the job that they asked me to do. And I wasn't making what maybe some of my colleagues were. But this was the struggle that God, this, this was the season that God gave to me to help build me to be stronger, to be able to stand up and fight for myself, which... Physically, I had no issues fighting for myself when I was afraid that somebody was going to beat me up. But I never liked to fight. But if I had to, I would. And then I would finish. I would keep fighting until I couldn't fight anymore. So even if you beat me, you weren't happy that you beat me because I was in it. I wasn't stopping. It's the same kind of way now that I approach my life I'm in it, I'm a fighter. I'm not giving up, because if God be for me, who could who could possibly be against me? And at the end of the day, he taught me to fight. Sometimes I didn't fight in the right way, even even and I'm not talking physically, I'm just talking regular when I really didn't have the spirit of God and I would I would kind of lose it and, and there would be more verbiage that uh, uh, you know you wouldn't want to hear coming out. The point is You You have to fight So Jacob goes Back to the dad To the father and says You know I wanted Rachel So what he said to him was Work another seven years And you could have Rachel too So Jacob worked for 14 years To get to Rachel And he may have loved Leah But Rachel was barren. Leah wasn't. So because Leah knew that Jacob loved Rachel more, Leah, God found favor in Leah by giving Jacob his sons. And then there was like out of this strife, out of this competition between Rachel and Leah to have Jacob's favor, God finally blessed Rachel With a child. Now, Rachel was Jacob's first love. That's the one he went and worked 14 years for. Have you ever worked for something so much and then be staring down the barrel of losing the one thing that you loved so much? And maybe some of you have had loss in your life, whether it be a mom or a dad or or a sister or brother or a wife or a husband to feel that loss now the pastor explained it when Rachel was dying her last breaths were in the name of her son and she called him Ben Oni <coughs> and Oni is sorrow Ben is son so when she named him she named him son of my sorrow But Jacob was kind of like, no, we can't have that. Jacob named him Benjamin, which in the Bible is son of my right hand. And the whole thing with this, and I, and I, I want you to really see this, is we've always said, and I always say it, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face that out of our trials out of our pain if we stay faithful and trust something good always comes out on the other side so if you think about childbirth from childbirth comes these beautiful children childbirth is pain So, from pain comes beauty. God says, I will bring beauty from these ashes. Out of pain comes fruit. Now, it says that they buried her outside of the birthplace of Jesus. So there was death, there was burial, and then there was life. Get it? How many of you have worked so hard to get where you are and in this season you feel like you're losing it or you've lost everything? But see, sometimes in that loss is the thing, the next thing that God has taken you to. God didn't bring you this far to take it away now. And he said something very interesting because when there's death, there's a burial. So when you bury what you're losing, don't bury the favor that's with it. And what that means is you can actually bury the favor <coughs> that God has for you because you're so focused. You're so focused on what you lost that you can't see what he's bringing you to. And I wrote this down because it was said it. And is it that, do we know, do we know better what we buried in pain or do we know better what was birthed through the pain? So do we know better what was buried in the pain? Or what was birthed through that pain? What he brought us through? And I've always said this, that we, we can't live in the past if we live in the past, we'll live in our failures and our mistakes. And we won't see what we've accomplished. Because the father Elias lies, the devil, will always be there to immediately remind us of how messed up we really are. He has no issues. This is a mind game. He doesn't have control over our thoughts but he certainly has enough time to be able to throw the thoughts of doubt, fear, and everything else that's contrary to God's word. Everything. He's quick. He senses weakness. He pounces. And he's right there to let us know the failures that we are. However, on the other side, There's the light. There's after the death, after we've buried, what did God put in front of you that's next? And it it goes back to When we start to know Christ and we accept him in our hearts, Christ is basically being birthed in us. And if you go back to what Jesus said to Nicodemus, everybody has to be born again. And Nicodemus in confusion was like, how can a man enter his mother's womb again? It's not possible. No, that's not what Christ is talking about. He's talking about... believing in him that he is the true lamb that died on the cross for our sins. Mary was told that she was favored and was like, what? Come on. No way. I'm just a virgin. I'm a girl. I haven't been married. How am I supposed to get pregnant? I've never known a man. Well, she doesn't understand it, but now the angel tells her how, the holy spirit of God. And in the end, Mary just simply said, <clears throat> I am your servant. I am the Lord's servant. Does the the favor that God shows us can it be inconvenient? Give us insecurity and fear? Sure. Is the favor the ability for God to give me the words to share this podcast so that it might help one person? Is it the insecurity that nobody's ever going to listen to it? Do I find myself sometimes clicking on the thing to find out how many people have listened? Yes, I do out of my own insecurity and is it really working? Is it doing anything? Well, I'm not the one who has to judge that. <clears throat> I am just the Lord's servant and I have to do these podcasts when he gives them to me. And he's been giving it to me a lot more lately. And why is that? Because I stopped burying the favor that he gave me. The ability to have a voice, the ability for him to use me, the ability for him to show me things <clears throat> that maybe others need to see or hear. And maybe I'm just a different voice because they turned on somebody else that they ended up saying, oh, I don't want to listen to him. He doesn't do it for me. How many times have we turned on someone looking for something and it hit us the wrong way? How many times can can we as Christians become a stumbling block for someone else because we sound judgmental? I I I'm never going to judge and if I do, someone needs to call me out because it would be through my humanness. I'm I'm just simply an intern at life who's trying to move with what God's trying to show me and what God's leading me to. <clears throat> and I've learned to become open to it because I, I, I want his favor, whatever that favor means. I, I don't know if his favor means money. I don't know what his favor means, but I know that I have peace beyond all understanding even amidst trials that never fail to come. Because I said it last time. You get through one battle and you're in a season of of calmness get ready. Because that last battle prepared you to be focused on the battle that may come. And what I say is not in fear. But in preparation, that means reading his word, praying, surrounding yourself with people of like mind. God has a way of putting people out of your life for a season, bringing them back for a season, because he has a work to do. And at the end of the day, if we're willing He'll use us with the gifts and talents that he's given us. I never thought that I would be in sales. People said, oh, you should be in sales. What? I can't sell nothing. I'm I'm like I'm just I'm a truck driver or a laborer. I can't do that. If I have to make that sale to feed my family, I'm gonna fail. Listen to all the failure I put on myself. Until God gave me enough strength to say, yeah, why don't you just go try it? What do you have to lose? could always go back to the truck. I used to say that to my boss all the time. I, I could always go back to the truck. Well, I could always go back to something else. I could always go back to what I was. Scary thought. I'm never going back. Remember, I think it was episode three. No, going back. But always look back. Remember the, the 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 saying of the the mirrors in your car and the windshield, and how God made the rearview mirror so small, but the windshield so big. If we focus on the rearview mirror. We can't see what's in front of us so we don't see the dangers or the perils that are coming at us and we could crash. But if we're looking through that great big windshield in front of us at what God has for us, wow. And every now and then when we're tired or we feel alone or we don't know if we're going to make it through this season, we have to glance back in that mirror to see how far God has brought us that mirror is a fact check on our lives that mirror is the grounding to an electrical wire when you look back and if you look back honestly now this is just a look not going just a look you'll recognize and you'll see how far God has brought you And when I look back in that mirror from where I started and go back to what I said in the beginning, where you start doesn't have to be where you finish. And that all comes down to the choices that we make. And you know what? I choose favor over death. I choose God and Jesus Christ over the devil. I choose to look at God in this season of loss that everyone is experiencing versus looking at the loss that has come in 2020. Whether it's family members, business, freedoms. I look towards God. Because, what did I say last time? When you're reborn of Christ, you are no longer of this world. You are of God's kingdom. Jesus said, when they tried to trick him with the denarius, let me see it, whose picture's on it. Give to Caesar what's Caesar's, and give to God's what's God's. That means the praise, the glory, and the honor and your service We still have to pay to Caesar what Caesar's This is his world But what we have to do Is give God what, what, what is his Rightfully And that's our Undevoted Love Attention And praise For all the things When we look back in the little mirror That he's done for us just look back. Don't go back. Look back and see how far you've come. I posted a picture the other day. That, and I'm going to find it real quick, so this might take a minute. So I'm going to fill that space with interlude music. Do, 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 I have to find it now. It's going to be sad if I can't find it. Um, And it it was... uh, I have to do the see all. Um, It was a a picture that I actually saw in a store. And the funny part is, is I had heard about the store from my wife, of course, because I hear everything from my wife. Cause she's smart, and me and my brother went in this store that day, and it's a women's store. There really isn't a much uh, much for men, but uh, we heard that they had a lot of a lot of things and sayings and signs that have to do with Christianity, and so we went into this store, and one of the one of the um, one of the pictures that I saw really really grabbed me because it was such such a true saying. Here it is. Found it. Sorry. And it says <laughs> I still remember when I prayed for the things I have now. And I can I can actually truly honestly say that I do remember praying for the things that I have now. My freedom, a family, a house, peace. God hears those prayers. Are we willing to wait in faith for the timing of when he's going to have them come to pass? Or are we, uh, I need it right now. Because he doesn't do it in our time. He does it in His. Are you willing to have faith? Are you willing to wait on Him, like He's waiting on you? And I think one of the <clears throat> one of the verses that I looked up this morning is out of James chapter one verse two: "Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters. I'll say, when you meet trials of various kinds." Romans 5.3 More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance. And let's take James a little further. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Now think about that. When something dies and you bury it, it gives birth to something else. What is God leading you to? And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for well, the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. <clears throat> and then one more that I'm going to that 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 I'm going to take you to and then we're going to end this is the Christian's favorite verse. One of them that everybody quotes. and we find it in Jeremiah and it's Jeremiah 29 verse 11 we all love to quote this i've quoted it many times Jeremiah 29:11 for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future now listen to it. These are the keys. After you get done with 2911, you got to read 12 and 13. Because they're the most important parts. There's the promise. What do you have to do, though? Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. <coughs> Jesus isn't Costco. It's not, hey, Lord, here I am. I need something. Then the next day, you don't know who he is. How many years I went through that just like that? I remember praying on the floor. Remember hugging the toilet? Oh, Lord, just get me through this, and I promise I'll never drink again. Out the next night drinking. That's what I'm talking about. How many times I did that? How many times I forgot about the Lord till I needed him? And he forgave me for that. Jeremiah 29, 11, friend, I know the plans I have to prosper you, but you got to go all the way to 13. You will seek me and find me. You will seek me and find me when? See, there's a clause in there. When you seek me with all your heart. When you seek me with all your heart. Choose the favor Choose the birth of the favor. choose what's coming, not what you've buried. <coughs> Make that choice. Father, I thank you for the word you gave me this morning. I ask that you reach it out to whoever's going to listen to it that it's going to help <coughs> and anyone else that your 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 heart desires. Father I'm your, I'm your servant, I'm humble, I'm willing. if anybody needs this word, Lord, bring it to them. You know who they are. Father, I thank you um, for making me willing, willing to serve and and willing to do this. And I pray for all my brothers and sisters locked up in real prisons, all my brothers and sisters locked up in the prisons that nobody sees. Lord, I ask that you come down and bring your Holy Spirit and give them the peace, the strength, and the comfort. In Jesus' name. You can check me out on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> uh Rick Passerelli. Wait, let me let me make sure. And it's just Rick Pasarelli on Twitter. Not big Ricky, Rick Passerelli. <clears throat> That's where you'll find the podcast. Um, I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Uh, If you need anything, hit me up on that. Rick Passarelli on Twitter. And uh, I hope you guys have a blessed day and week. Love you.